Hi friends, welcome along. This is the Influence Podcast. If you're looking to inspire more people, have a positive impact on a global scale, build an influential and magnetic brand, and build a profitable business with your unique gifts and talents, then the Influence Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Jake Adam Davey, former high school French and Spanish teacher, turned international speaker, online business coach, and Instagram growth and monetization enthusiast. You can find tools, resources, and so much more on the website, jakeadamdavy.com. And you can also say hello on Instagram at jakeadamdavy. Please also, if you're enjoying the podcast, do feel free to leave a review. The more stars, the better, of course. But equally, if you're not enjoying it, you are still invited to leave a review. The one thing I would also ask is, of course, sharing is caring. So if you've listened to something or heard something in the podcast that you think you've enjoyed or would be useful and beneficial to other people, then please do hit that share button and pass it on to somebody that you know. I'd be so very, very grateful and so thankful if you did. Now let's dive into today's episode on the Influence Podcast. Okay, hello, welcome along. This is episode number 69 of the Influence Podcast. And today, I am really excited to introduce and interview Darren Freeman. Darren is the um, co-owner and head coach at Train CrossFit Gym uh, in Manchester. Um, And I got to know Darren um, probably at the start of last year when I joined uh, joined the gym, CrossFit Gym. having never ever done it before uh, and f- like straight away he stood out to me as being just uh, like outstanding at his um sorry, his job but outstanding in what he did and how he conducted himself and ultimately how he kind of led the whole gym and and really set the tone for the environment the community feel the ethos about what it was all about to be a member in the gym and ultimately you know creating this environment where you can go and just just exercise workout and in a really supportive place and a fun place to be as well which i absolutely loved um and if if you've if you've not exp- uh, explored crossfit before the first thing i'd say or if, if you're not you know you may be looking at different um exercise or if you do exercise um in, in any other way whatever form that might be uh, and i've i've kind of done it throughout my life uh, but crossfit was something that i'd always been interested in uh, and always been intrigued by uh, if you've never done it before maybe if you've never even heard of it before I'd encourage you to stay with this episode because it's it's and it's fascinating how as we start to dive in um, to you know Darren's sort of expertise and and working with with um, uh, you know with ultimately I guess clients uh, of his but people that he's training uh, how there are so many similarities between becoming a really high quality and effective CrossFitter um, and you know being a successful business owner being a successful entrepreneur. Um, and it probably didn't surprise me at all that when, as I say, when I first met him and went to the gym uh, on a regular basis, that he really stood out to me as being sort of a leader in in in, uh, in what he does uh, and being really outstanding in what he does. So he's been, I've had him on the list for a long time to come onto the podcast um, and I'm absolutely delighted that, that we were able to do this episode as well. His background uh, in terms of you know, sort of his um, experience as such, he's been been involved within the fitness industry over 25 years now. Um, so he's definitely gone past that 10,000 hours uh, that Malcolm Gladwell talks about to, to have mastered that incredible skill, uh, which he does for, for, for training as well. Um, train Gym, so Train Gym in Manchester, there's two gyms within uh, within Manchester. He's a co-owner, and as I mentioned previously, uh, he is the head coach there as well. Uh, train also hosts the UK's most successful CrossFit competition, uh, the Rainhill Trials with uh, six events over the year and thousands of participants who compete every single year as well. And of course, that has been different this year. It's been impacted by the coronavirus situation. And actually, what we talk about, and, and that is a big um, feature, if you like, of the conversation, because you know the, his, his business and the industry has been impacted massively by COVID over the past few months. And it's it's fascinating uh, fascinating how they've adapted but again i i you know i observed as a as a, as a client as, as somebody who attends the gym um really sort of blown away by how well the the gym and how well darren had managed the whole process and moving people online and dealing with the coronavirus situation as well as best they could and maintaining the business at the same time and so um you know, I, I genuinely think you'll take a lot from this whether you've 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 done CrossFit, you've heard of CrossFit and such before, or never, never before, but I, I know that you'll take a lot from this episode anyway. Um, 
just be mindful as we go in. We the 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 um this was literally going straight back into lockdown. I think we recorded this the day that the UK went back into lockdown in November. So um, it's we're, we're, there's still there's, there's a bit of noise in the background occasionally. Uh, the sound quality occasionally drops out a little bit, but do stay with it because the quality of content is definitely there. So do stay with it. Um, but yeah, it was it was quite a we had a few changes at last minute just to make sure that we could actually go ahead and, and get this this interview set up. Um, but very very exciting. And the other thing as well, Darren is an expert, so he dives in straight away with all the all the lingo, all the language, and we do break that down. So after we, you know, once he kind of gets gets into that swing of things, uh, and, and we're able to break down because he's he's an expert in this, so he takes it for granted. But we break that down, and then I, I genuinely, towards the middle of the conversation, I think there's a lot of value in there, which I know that you'll take away, and it's it's uh, extremely exciting. So uh, highly recommended this, and and again, just further from this. If you've watched any, or if you even if you haven't watched any of the the, the documentaries on Netflix about CrossFit or um, sort of the World Championships of CrossFit and such, again, even if it's not something that you're particularly interested in or, or haven't considered yourself being interested in, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. It really, really is. And um, the, you know, they they can become quite addictive. But the the characters in there, the people in there, uh, are quite quite remarkable as well. So I would definitely recommend checking one of those out because I think there's there's some quite um, incredible things uh, on that you can find on Netflix, more about the world of CrossFit, if you'd like to explore that a little bit further. Anyway, let's do it. Let's dive in. I'm excited to introduce Darren Freeman. Uh, let's dive in with the episode. I hope that you enjoy it. And uh, yeah, let's do it. Here we go. All right. Amazing. Darren, I am extremely excited to welcome you to the podcast today. Um, and the first question I've got to ask, because this is how we know each other. So let's dive in right at the beginning, I guess. How did you get into CrossFit? Um, okay, so started CrossFit back in 2008, working as um, a personal trainer, Total Fitness. Um, did a challenge. One of the one of the other coaches there did this gym challenge, and the workout was from. So my first ever exposure to CrossFit was 21:59 thrusts and pull-ups. It was a scaled version. All right, so let, me, let me let me stop you there. Let me stop. Let me stop you there because, like, so Fran, fifteen, twelve, nine. What what does that mean? You're gonna have to really dumb it down for us. In the okay, so Fran is a, a a girl named workout. So in CrossFit, they have like these these named workouts. Yeah. So Fran is 21, 21 thrusters, twenty one pull-ups, fifteen, fifteen, nine, nine for time. Okay. So you do the you do the workout three, two, one, go, and you do it as fast as you can. Right. Okay. So there's there's so you're doing 15 of one workout, then you do... Of one movement. One so movement. A thruster is a squat into a press overhead. Okay, okay. So that's, that's, one, that's one rep, and then you do, you do 21 of those. Yeah. And you go over to the pull-up rig, and you do 21 pull-ups. Yeah. Back to the bar for 15. Yeah. Back to the pull-ups for 15, and then finish with nine and nine. Amazing. Right. Okay. Thank, thank you for that. I, yeah. I, obviously, you, you and I, well, I say you and I, you've been doing a lot longer than I have. So uh, we've got a good understanding of that. But there'll be people listening today who immediately, they're like, well, hang on a minute. What is CrossFit and, and what, what, what is yeah. Brown and all these kind of things? So that's good. Um, so the, the workouts are named after, or some of the workouts are named after women. Are they named after men as well? Yeah. So uh, no, there's only, a, there's only a handful that are named after women. And then there's, um, there's uh, hero workouts. So they're, they're basically people who've served in the military who might have died and they've named a workout after them. Okay. And then you've just got your everyday normal workouts that whoever comes up with. So me as a coach, I might come up with the workouts um, and then keeping it varied for the members. So, for example, working different energy systems, things like that, but. Yeah, that's getting into it a little bit too much. Let's let we'll we'll, we'll come back to that because I'm interested yeah, in these, these hero workouts and such. So forgive me, I I interrupted, but I just want to make sure that everybody everybody's listening isn't immediately lost. So you dived in with your first session with this what sounds like a, a hellish workout. Yeah, so it was um, about three about three three and a half minutes. I think it was it was actually three minutes eighteen, and I did that workout and um, scaled. So scaled means that. Um, some workouts have like what they call a prescribed weight. So the weight was like 40 kilos and the pull-ups are pull-ups. And I think I did 30 kilos and I did jumping pull-ups just because I couldn't do that many pull-ups. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just like the concept. I like the idea, the idea of it because I was used to the, I was used to going to the gym, 
do three three sets of 10 reps, rest two minutes, do that, then move on to the next exercise and do that. And it gets a little bit boring, that sort of thing. So I quite like the, the, the challenge, something yeah. different. Um, yeah, so then I'd sort of like go online, try and find other workouts to do. Of a, of a, um, yeah, basically at the time there wasn't that much CrossFit, there wasn't that much exposure to it. Sure. And then I found a CrossFit gym in Manchester that I went and joined as a member, even though I was working in a gym in, in, in Whitefield. Um, I went and joined there. My first ever session was a Sunday and it was, Sam Briggs was teaching the class. So Sam Briggs, for anyone who doesn't know, um, does CrossFit. She won the CrossFit Games in 2013. Um, so yeah, she was teaching a class and the, the, the workout of that day was like a, a bit of a strongman workout. Right. And being being a 105 kilo bloke, uh, pretty much it, right in my wheelhouse, I absolutely loved it, absolutely smashed it and thought, oh, this CrossFit thing's really easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I never looked back then. I just went down and obviously it, is, it isn't easy and it's very humbling when the next workout, you come dead last. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, that was that was pretty much how I got into it. I love so it. Then at the time, so so can we just time, sorry, sorry, Darren, just before because you've 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 talked about so many things that, and I, I realize this. The beauty of this is that this is your day to day, right? You do this literally day in okay, day out, yeah, and as you sorry. say, you've done it day in day out for for twelve years. Let's just just to put a bit of context around some of these things. So. You went to a class and it was taught by Sam Briggs, um, yeah. who at the time mm -hmm. or within the next few years went on to become the world champion, world CrossFit champion. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that's that's almost like again, just context for people listening. That's and, and you might correct me here, but that's that's almost like uh, on a sm smaller scale, going to a football camp and David Beckham teaching the camp. Would that be a similar kind of thing? You could say that, yeah. If you want, yeah. If you, if you want, to, yeah. A comparison it can be any comparison, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, at, I mean, the, at, at the time, you, at the time though, you probably wouldn't know that the guy who taught the class, David Beckham. You, you at the time, you wouldn't know who was. Okay, okay. So yeah. the talent was un undoubtedly there, and, and and the fitness was there. But at that time, Sam, uh, Sam hadn't kind of well, she hadn't joined the the the, the, the CrossFit Games and such, or done that. Well, she, I, she, I think she had, but I never had a clue. I didn't have a clue who she was. Right. Okay. I love that. So I think, she, I think that year she just went to the games for the first time. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Sorry. I, I, I inter I, I'm just really keen no, to sort of emphasize right. how, how incredible it is that you, you had a, you know, sessions being delivered by a world champion at the time, uh, yeah. or going on to be a world champion, which I think is remarkable. Um, so, and, and from there, as you say, you absolutely loved it. And you, you kind of touched on some of the things that, that, that makes CrossFit so much different to regular going to the gym regularly. What, what are some of the major things or major differences that almost um, make going to the gym in inverted commas, just look a little bit dull these days? I just think it's the, um, the, the everybody getting, I don't want to, I don't want to use the word community because it sounds a bit like soft, but it's everyone getting together and, and sharing that, that, that same environment. So where you go, so, for example, you can go to a Les Mills class. I, I don't know if you're familiar with Les Mills. Yeah, yeah. Right, so it's like body pump and all that stuff. And you pretty much go to the class and you just do that on your own. So you, you, there's an instructor at the front and you're just doing what you do. And that's, and that's pretty much your, your 45 minutes, your hour. But we're in, the, in the sort of CrossFit class, you're all sharing the, same, the, the exact same experience, your... your you taught movements specifically by a coach. So the coach would actually walk around the room and, and correct you specific to you. So it wouldn't be a case of, right, all move at the same time, all do this. And, and they just shout back, not like a cheerleader. They're just barking instructions at you. They're actually yeah. coaching you. So again, without you in, in CrossFit, you, you, you go to a class and the class is like an hour long and you have the warm up, yep. which is specific for, the session of that day yeah so the warm-up the warm-up will change every single day in, in a line with what the session is then you'll have a skill nine times out of ten the skill is just one movement yeah and um, again 
that's for me in, in CrossFit, that's your bang for your buck because that's where you're doing that specific to your, you know, your own weights, your ability, your, you know, um, and then you move into a workout. So the workout is called a WOD. So yeah. that means work, workout of the day. Yeah. And then you move into that and you all do, you, you all do that. It's three, two, one, go. You all do it at the start at the same time. And then at the end of that workout, you get a time for whatever time you did the workout in. It goes on, it goes on a whiteboard. And the whiteboard is quite a big thing in CrossFit because all your scores are there from 7 a.m. class all the way yeah. through to the 7 p.m. class. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. Pretty cool. it's pretty cool. So like said, said me and you were doing it. Um, and we were there and I'd look, okay, what, what, what did Jake get? Oh, Jake got that time. Oh, God, yeah, I beat Jake, all that sort of thing. And it gives <laughs> that camaraderie a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me. I think, I think my times are generally quite near the bottom. <laughs> um, but I think that's, but you've summarised that perfectly. So that, and I think the, the next question I'm going to go in, well, I'll, I'll, I'll come to that in just a moment. But the, the structure you've summarised perfectly. So ultimately people will come in, um they've the the kind of the, the the meeting around the whiteboard just before the start of the hour if you like they go into a, a warm-up which is directly related to the, the skill that they're going to learn as you say where they're getting coached through that process and then they go into this this uh, award and i remember when i first started and so i imagine the same for you darren but like wad and fran and thrusters and all these kind of this kind of language is just totally foreign to me um if somebody's yeah. listening right now and they're, they're already lost amongst this kind of language and lingo, what would you, what would, how could you, because I, I, I hadn't really thought about it, but I genuinely believe, and I'm sure you do as well, that CrossFit is for everybody. It, it can be for everybody. It can be accessible for everybody. So what would you say if somebody's listening right now and they've, they've kind of been a bit on the fence about CrossFit or they don't really know a lot about it, why would it be suitable for them, do you think? Um. Personally, I think that you, it's it's not just like herding. It's like you're, you're indi individually coached. Um, it's it, it's hard to explain because you don't want to put it into a... It's like having a PT, but in a group setting because that it is and it isn't like that. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of people have that... Uh, pe you, you look at CrossFit, you go on YouTube, okay, what's CrossFit? And then the first thing you see when you go on YouTube is the CrossFit Games. Yeah. And and that's where people go. No, I can't do that. I'm not fit enough. I'm not. I'm not this. I'm not that. Because they see the elite of the elite do it, that sort of thing. So they go, no, that's not. But it's no different than me walking into somebody's. So so when you when you do CrossFit and and, you, and people don't understand the lingo and things like that, they will after a few months. You've yeah. got to start, everyone's got to start somewhere. I always, say, I always say to the members when they can't understand an exercise or something, if I walked into their job, I couldn't do their job. Not, not, not one single member could I walk in and do their job. Like, it, I'd be getting frustrated. And, and you learn it, you just drip feed it bit by bit, day by day, week by week. And you just learn these different things. Um, normally as you do it, you have like, the beauty of CrossFit as well is every workout is different every day, right? So that yeah. we, said, we said this WOD thing, the workout of the day. And the day after it's different and the day after it's different. And you might find that there might be a strength bias in one day. So it might be like a heavy lift. And then the day after might have some, involve some like cardio, I'm going to say cardio, like running and things like that. Yeah. Um, and and, and again, that might suit a lighter person. So one day you might be advanced, but then the day after you might be the beginner because the different levels of, of, of what that session is. Yeah. And yeah. then obviously the people who want to compete and get really good at it, they, they strive to be good at everything. But yeah. that's not different than anybody in any profession who wants to be the best of what they can. Absolutely. Um, so what are yeah, your... Anybody who's looking, sorry, anyone who's looking to get in, you'll always go in with that entry level. You don't have to be, you don't have to be fit to, to do CrossFit. CrossFit gets you fit. It gets you fair, it gets you faster, it gets you stronger. Yeah. It's, you, you, you've touched on the, you know, people typing into YouTube and such. And I, I, 
I've one of the things that I personally enjoy the most before I started CrossFit and then as I've got into it, I've kind of done it on and off now for the last 18 months or so. But I genuinely enjoy going onto YouTube and, and watching things on Netflix as well. Yeah. There's a number of, you know, a number of documentaries on Netflix that have really raised the profile of of CrossFit over the last few years. And again, anybody that's listening, I would even even if it's it's not something that you've thought, I just don't know if that's for me. It, I, I think it's fascinating. I, I I think you can't help but get really bought in um, yeah. as it's going along. So tell me to to, to sort of carry on with your with your journey then. As you went through this process, how did you, what did you, well, what did you find? Cause you talk about some sessions, you know, are your real strength and you'll absolutely smash it. And then some you'll come back and it will have an absolute nightmare and you'll be bottom of the, bottom of the kind of class and such. Talk a bit, a little bit about your progression in the sense of a moving into to coaching in CrossFit, but then also what are your main strengths and areas of strength and what have they been with CrossFit over the past few years? You mean the, 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 the last bit as an athlete, Yes, as an athlete, definitely. Okay, so uh, what was to ask, what was the first question? So, um, talking about your development as a coach and how okay. your your coaching has progressed and developed, and your role, I guess, has progressed and developed over the last few years. Um, and then they, they may go hand in hand with you competing and and, and such, or it might be a separate question. But um, I'd be really keen to know. I guess let's start with you competing and, and your kind of events and such. What are, what are your real strengths? Um, well, as a, as, as a competitor, I think that, that I've sort of missed that boat a little bit now. I think I'm 45 year old. Um, my, my strengths in, so what I found out through CrossFit is I'm really good at rowing. Right. Like, um, so I've done, we did the English Indoor Rowing Championships. So we had a team of four. We, we won that two years running. And then the year after, I went individual and I won that. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, so that was, um, again, through CrossFit. I'd never realised that at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, then other stuff is obviously one of my weaknesses are sort of like the, the body weight movements. So body weight movements means pretty much anything that's not a barbell. Right. So like pull-ups and burpees and muscle-ups and things like that. Yeah. Again, what, why? Because I weigh 105 kilos. <laughs> no, I'm not going to compete against a guy who weighs 70 kilos. Yeah. But then if I pick an 100 kilo bar up, for the guy who weighs 70 kilos, that's nearly one and a half body weight. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. And so then, yes, yeah, so that's where I find my strengths are in, in through CrossFit. Anything that's anything that's chucking a bar around, anything, anything rowing, things like that. Um, actually not that bad at running. Okay. Which is surprising because there's a lot, there's a fair bit of weight there. Um, but yeah. And then regarding, regarding the, the development thing, um, always wanting to learn. So even as an, even as, a, even when I train now, I want, I don't like using the word athlete anymore. Um, as, as I train now, everything's still with intent. I, I actually, I actually coach myself all the time while I'm training. Yeah. So work, you know, what, what am I doing with my feet? What am I doing with my? Is my chest up right? Am I sent, am I shooting my hips back? All these little coaching cues that I give to the members when they're doing stuff, and I'm telling them how to when I'm trying to align them or correct them. I'm actually doing that to myself as I as I train. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. Let's, can we talk about that a little bit more? Because yeah. again, for people listening, you know, some people will have done CrossFit before, some people will be thinking about this with a fitness idea, but so, I, I genuinely would expect that that applies to business. It applies to people within their personal growth and development and the idea of coaching themselves. Um, what, what does that, how, how did you even start coaching yourself? Or was, do you have like little triggers? How does, how does that process work? Um, actually, I was, it was something I read. It was a, a few years ago now, but it was um, it was a, a games athlete was talking about uh, one of the exercises, and he said he coaches he coaches himself through the exercise, and it takes his mind off how uh, his words how painful uh, the workout is at the time. So I was yeah. feeling, you know, when people are, fit, you know, you, you have that self talk when you when you're training sometimes. Um, 
so yeah, yeah so his, his mechanism of sort of getting through that was to talk, like tell himself, is my chest up, I'm my knees out and things like that. And then I've always gone in with that intent. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I always do that now anyway, because it's like, again, you go back to talk about the CrossFit game on YouTube and there's a guy called Rich Froney who won it like four times and he moves better than anybody else. So at the time you were like, well, the reason you're, you're so good is because you're so efficient. Yeah. And when we talk about efficiency, that's what, you you know, when you're training, that's okay, well, this is, I want to be as efficient as I possibly can within my limits as well. So when I say within my limits, let's say I'm not, um, let's say I'm not the most mobile person, for example, me or other people, then you will move to the best of your ability. You warm up specifically to, to get to be more mobile before you start that certain exercise. Um, and yeah, you just, you just run through them that, that checklist. If you like, am I going to move better? Okay. So today I've got overhead squats. So overhead squat is it's doing a squat with a barbell over your head. Yeah. In a in a wide grip. So you do that and keep in mind that if you are, let's just use a 30, 30 year old person who works in an office all day and they're slouched over the computer. So, so, you know, the posture is not the best. Yeah. And then you're asking that same person to, to squat a bar overhead. They can't because they've never done it. Yeah. And when I say they've never done it for 30 years of their life, they've never done that. Yeah. So they can't do it. So it's not like, Oh, yeah, this is no good. I can't do it. It's about, okay, well, how can I get better at it? And it's just these little things of warming, uh, specifically warming up for that, taking your time, going lights, don't force it. So all these little things you run through as you, as you do it yourself or with members, you go through these little checklists of how can I move better every session. Yeah, yeah. And some are as simple as, again, this is probably for the, for the listeners, it might not mean that much, but... If you overhead squat with your hands really wide, it's quite a lot of stress on your wrists. So the more mobile you get, the more you can bring your hands in closer. So it's not as, it's not as painful. Yeah. And and it's just the and again it's just just going through these little things of okay, I want to work as I warm up to bring my hands in while I overhead squat. Yeah. Yeah. All these little all these little things that you coach yourself while you do it. I love it. But- what you've just described in the last few minutes is exactly why I wanted to bring you on the podcast because ultimately what you just described oh, for me, the way I've interpreted it is, is high performance has the same principles in any area, like it, you know, whether it's fitness, whether it's business and such, if you're, if you're operating at high performance and peak performance or whether you're just getting started and you want to learn a new skill, you still have to go through the same processes again and again and again. As you mentioned, I'll, you know, I'll chat to people about business and setting up their online business. And if they've, if they've spent 20 years in a job working for you know, somebody else or, or, or um, maybe they've always had a, like a, a steady income or salary and such, to then go into this idea of entrepreneurship and building their own business, it's totally brand new. And we're going to come on later to, to the idea of like moving on to social media and the best ways to do that. But for people that have never done that, it's brand new. And you've yeah. said exactly the same, which is with, with fitness, if somebody's not used to holding a bar above their head and they haven't done it for 30 years and then suddenly they, you take them in the gym and they, they've got to do it, it's small steps, it's breaking it down, it's making it making you know, smaller goals achievable so that so long as they've got the end goal in mind, there is a path there. It just needs to be broken down step by yeah. step for them to achieve that as well. Would that be fair to say? Absolutely, absolutely. I think I think every session, everybody has, uh, me, uh, the members of the gym, is what what was the win from that session? Yeah, and that's yeah. and that, that that goes across to any anything in, in in business, in fitness, or anything. It's like what have I done there? What have I achieved? Small little steps. Um, you know the if I don't want to get his name wrong, David Bra- Brails 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 is it? Yeah. The, the sky, the, the the team sky. Yes, yeah. When, when, he, when he went in, and he just changed one percent of everything. Yeah, and that's what you that's that's what you need to do in everything you do. Yeah, yeah. It's just them little them little wins. All them little wins, they just add up. Yeah. Um, another example is 
if I said to you now, so you 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 said you've been to the gym for eighteen months, CrossFit eighteen months, CrossFit for eighteen months or so, yeah. So you you know how much you back squat, for example, you have a you have a number in your head, you have a number how much you back squat, yeah. So if I said to you, right, okay, let's add, we wouldn't do it like this, but this is just an example. Let's add one kilo to your back squat every week. You probably think, God, that's that's crap. That's not even it. That's not that's rubbish. It'll take forever. Now, in in one year, that's fifty-two kilos you would have put on your back squat. Now, yeah. if you look if you look back, so eighteen months. If you look back one year ago, now as you as a new as a newer CrossFit, you might have done that. But if someone if you asked an experienced CrossFit to put fifty kilos on the back squat, some people haven't put. 10 kilos on in two years <laughs> because they're all they're always chasing that yeah. everything at once yeah rather than them little them little increment increases every time yeah and That's, they all add up they all add up to something massive i love it yeah gen, genuinely darren I, um this this last few minutes i think is is invaluable for anybody in yeah whether we're talking about fitness we're talking about business i love it um you couldn't have hit the nail on the head more um and that's such a great example we again I'm always bringing it back to influence and people building their business and such, because that's, that's what, what the majority of people are here listening um, for. But the idea that, you know, you can't go from zero to 5,000 a month or zero to 10,000, you know, dollars, pounds, whatever it might be a month without getting your first dollar or your first pound or your first sale or whatever that might be. And exactly the same as you talk about in CrossFit, simply, you know, with, with the weights and such and that analogy of one kilogram a week, um, when you break it down like that, it's the impact is, is pretty huge. So taking it one step further, for somebody to be, and I'm hoping that there's going to be um, similarities again across across the different different areas, but for somebody to be an, an expert or an elite CrossFitter, for somebody to, to succeed, if you like, in CrossFit, and I guess that looks different, that doesn't mean world champion, but for somebody to do CrossFit really, really well, what does that makeup look like? What kind of things and attributes would they need to succeed with CrossFit? Well, I'm not going to use the word natural ability. I'm not sure that, like, um, you know, when you sit, when you hear that a lot, like, oh, you need that. They need that natural ability. I think that you have to sort of like get all the ingredients and put it in. Yeah. Um, like, for example, you have to focus on your recovery. You have to focus on stress. Man, you have to manage stress. You have to focus on your nutrition. That's probably the biggest part. Um, and yeah, your, tra- your, your training. You have to if you want. If you talk about the top level stuff, you have to put. You have to put the work in. Everything. Um, you would have to be. You would have to be coached. So that would be when I say coached. If you transfer that over to business, you'd have like a mentor. Yeah. But in 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 training terms you'd have a coach so that accelerate that accelerate your training so um trying to think of the right the right example but if you yes yeah, so if you had a, a, a someone coaching you they take they, they'd accelerate what you were trying to learn you and i'm all about the technical side of things rather than the progression of getting stronger yeah uh, the nutrition would look after that. So that helps, that aids recovery. You've got your sleep. So you want to be getting your eight hours of sleep a day. Um, the managing the stress things. So it's like um, family life, work life, all them sort of things. They all, everything all adds up. Everything yeah. all adds up and you've just got to focus on them. Now, I'm not saying that you can't go to... Like, for example, I'll use, I'll use Sam as an example. Sam would now be classed as like a full-time athlete. Right. So her, her job is to train, right? So there's the difference. That's Sam Briggs, just, to, just so yeah. yeah, sorry. Sam, so, Sam Briggs. So her job is to train. So when, when people see that Sam Briggs has been in the gym for six hours a day, that isn't six hours of training. People don't train for six hours. Um, I've been in... I've been in the gym when Sam, Sam Briggs has been there and she spent like one hour, one hour 30 just on mobility. Mm. And that, why? Why? Because if you don't get injured and if you don't get injured, you can, you can train harder. Yeah. All these little things add up. Like for some people, um, they only have a certain, I, I've been guilty of this so many times. So I, I, I've, had an, I've had an injury previously and I had like this rehab program 
And as I'm doing the rehab program, it's getting in the way of my training. So say I've got, say I've got two hours to train and this rehab takes me 45 minutes. Well, then I've only got an hour and 15 to train. So then, then it's not my two hours. Yeah. Rather than at the time saying, well, hang on, this rehab is my training. It's not my rehab, it's my actual training. And then I, and I incorporate into my two hours and that's where the progress is. That's, and that's the difference between someone just being like, just doing it. And then you've got your elite athletes. So whatever, again, uh, mobility, all that sort of stuff, all, all ties in and adds up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's a full-time profession. Um, if you, if you look at it, like being the best of the best, you have to commit. I actually do think that like people like people like who, who win the CrossFit games, for example, and they, and they win, I think they win a quarter of a quarter of a million pound, maybe dollars. Sorry. Yeah. And all that does it's, it fuels how much better they're going to be the year after because now they've got that that leisure, that money to do more of what they, they should be doing. Whereas you might have another person who might have to go and work nine to five, try and fit an hour of training in. And then it's like, right, okay, how do them two people accept, move forward? One moves up like this and the other one's up like this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, in effect, as you say, it, it's... The, the 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 stronger uh, people are, the, the more opportunity they have to, to 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 prep and do all those key elements. The more they're going to, the, ultimately, it's going to comp- compound, you know, and and that success will compound yeah. again and again and again. It will just get bigger and bigger, which I think is really powerful. Um, okay, uh, amazing. Let's. I, I want to talk a little bit then about the the gym itself and where you are currently. So, for me. just a little bit I guess because we haven't really I don't think we've ever talked about this but just to give a bit of context about why I joined the gym and why I joined CrossFit uh, and it probably is quite a lot of cliches that you've already said that you don't you don't want it to be but uh, we'll talk about that and then I want to know specifically how you came to be where you are now doing what you're doing with train Um, the impression that I always had of CrossFit before I started was I knew one or two people that did it but the 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 rumors that I, I kind of believed uh, was that you get injured easily. Or I, I know somebody who did CrossFit and they got injured. Or so, somebody, so-and-so did CrossFit and they got injured. Um, and that was the only thing that I really knew. And for me personally, I've had a lot of injuries in the past, which we, we've talked about. And um, it stopped me from doing other sport, playing football and such. So, but, so I was always a bit dubious about that because that had always been a, a major concern for me. But the thing that had really sold it and the thing that I knew I wanted was... And again, I hate to say the word that you didn't really want to associate with it, but it is that it's that community feel yeah, yeah. of everybody comes in together and and it's literally literally from what from what I'd seen previously, it's people of literally all ages, all sizes, all fitness levels, and it doesn't matter where you are, everybody still goes through the same exercise, the same wad workout of the day. And at the end of it, everybody is, you know, everybody gives each other kind of the pat on the back and the thumbs up and, and such. And it just feels like a nice place to be whilst getting fit. I guess what I hadn't realized is how hard it is. And I don't think I've ever been fitter in my life than, <laughs> than I was uh, sort of doing that five times a week or whatever. Um, but the gym itself and this, like actual the train gym itself, which I'd like to talk about now. Um, the thing that stands out to me, well, in fact, we'll come, we'll come on to that in just a moment, but the, the, that was far and away the best option for me as a gym in Manchester. Um, could you tell us a little bit about train and then your role with train and, and how that's kind of developed as well? Yeah, so, um, so going just, I'll just run through it really quickly. When I, um, when my first class, when I had with Sam, then because of the nature of my job and Sam's job, she was a firefighter at the time. So she was on shifts and I just got training with her all the time. So like all the time. So we were like training partners. This was back in 2010, 11. Right. And then we moved over to another CrossFit gym together. And then when Sam was going to open train, then they asked me to, to, to be one of the, the co-owners. Yeah. And obviously as a, as a PT working in a gym and somebody who loved CrossFit, then it was just absolutely no brainer. It was just okay. the best decision I made. So that was back in... 
we got the keys in 2011, opened up in 2012, January, two, January the 21st, uh, 2012. So I am a co-owner, head coach of Train, Train Manchester Castlefield. Um, and yeah, and then from, from there, we think we started with like, as, a, as you do, you start with no members. And um, <laughs> yeah, it was one hell of an experience because you, you CrossFit as normally eight times out of 10, a CrossFit gym is an empty, an empty shell of a, of a unit, like a warehouse. Um, it's not, you know, it's not heated, right? Yeah. Because of the size of the unit. So you're looking, and when you start at a gym in January and there was not even any Wi-Fi, it was madness. I was like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. I'm just there, sat in this, sat in this gym, <laughs> and it was. And I doubted it when I, when we when when we first started. I I, I doubted it, and I made the right move. Yeah, I'd left I'd left my like nice luxurious PT job with the swim pool and the saunas and all that stuff to go to the train. Even though I love CrossFit, I was like, wow. Okay, but like anything, you start up, you 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 you, you dig your heels in, and you you move forward. Yeah, yeah. and and the, yeah, and then we soon built up, and we've got we have like a threshold. So we have like at present, we've got about two hundred and fifty members. Normally, we sit at about three hundred. Yeah, um, and yeah, we normally just sit around two hundred because three hundred, and I think that's because it's a class based. Um, Sort of like you know, there's like not pre pre lockdown. There was like twenty four in a class. Didn't really, you didn't really want. There was two coaches. Uh, you didn't really want it more than twenty four because it di- it dilutes the service of of uh, coaching people getting getting in around. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that that was that that was back then, and then we just sort of like steady progressed, and we've seen. We've seen a few characters since then. <laughs> so you've 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 got the, the position now. So there's three. Are there three gyms in total? So there's two. There's there's two. two. Um, there's one. In, there's one in Castlefield, and there's one in Hill Green. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And 250 plus members at the moment. And I mean, I, I can't help but ask, but what? Because well, I I don't want to necessarily ask what's the impact of COVID being because I think that's quite obvious, but what I, I think what stood out to me is the way that it's been handled. Uh, there's not many, I mean, not many other groups that I'm part of and such, and everybody's life has been impacted. But what stood out to me is how well I think it was handled when the gyms had to close back in March, April time. Um, then the transition and the support that was given by the group and how you maintained the community. And then going back to the gym. And now we're, we're, we're literally, you know, just in the last few days at the time of recording, we're going back into another lockdown how um, it could open all kinds of questions if, if I ask how difficult was that, but what was the number one challenge do you think? And what was the biggest thing that you learned from all that time as well? I think the biggest challenge was um, keeping, keeping them. So doing, doing what you do and why you do it. So, you, so you, it's, it's not a job you would do if you didn't care about people, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to like, um, like if I use a, I use a commercial gym for example. Once you pay your membership for a commercial gym, you pretty much might that that's you for twelve months. You sign in, you get your headphones in, you do what you do, and and that's not either the sort of cross. You talked about the community, right? You're saying the word, not me. Yeah. But you um you talk about all things like that. You know everyone's every single member. You know the names when they walk in. You greet them by the name when they leave. Um, again, use the name, all these little things. So when you when you think of the lockdown, you you start thinking about the impact on them. Not again, it's it's yeah, it does sound cheesy, but you've got to think about okay, well they they they're the members, they're stuck, they're now working from home, they're stuck in an apartment. You know these little things, all these things, and you go, how can I best serve them? to make sure that they don't, you know, the mental health and things like that. How can we engage them still when they don't get to high five each other in the gym and whatever else they do, you've got to always like, how can we bring them together? Yeah. And that's a massive challenge when you've got 300 members with 300 personalities. So for example, that putting 
yeah, it's all well and good putting a Zoom class on, but people don't want to be on Zoom, right? They don't want that. So then you don't hear from the members because this, and then to hear, to get messages off the members is probably one of the, 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 the most rewarding thing ever saying, um, like, for example, someone who doesn't do a Zoom class, but they say, I'm absolutely loving the daily home workouts. So the daily home workouts are basically, we still run the classes. We still program the classes for people to train at home. Yeah. Um, and again, a lot of CrossFit gyms did this to so not just train Manchester, but because we weren't open, we had no need for the kit. So we let the members borrow all the kit. Yeah. Um, because it would have been just sat there doing nothing and then we still wanted them to do summer. We were, they, they were fortunate in the last lockdown that the weather was amazing. Um, so all them little things add up, but we, we would like, we would put competitions on, we'd put quizzes on, we'd put um, challenges on, all these, all these things to sort of like get everyone to interact. Yeah. Through, normally through, well, when I said normally, it was, it was through the Facebook group. Oh, we have we have an app called Boxmate. That's Boxmate is where everyone logs all the scores every day when they've done the workout. So you know when I, before I spoke about putting your score on the whiteboard, they actually have you, you personally have to log your score into the app. Yeah, and that's just for you. That's just for you when you look back in six months and you can see all what your all your numbers are. But yeah, um, just trying to keep just trying to keep the members' sanity. Was was the priority and still is now in this new in this new one. This new one, I do actually believe that it is only for four weeks. Call me naive, <laughs> but I do I, I do believe it is it is we are going to be reopen. And the reason I believe that is there's such a massive push for gyms to be es- essential. Yeah. Um, and again, going back to and I don't want to like go, go off on one, but. When you picture a gym, when you think of a gym, you don't think of a CrossFit gym. You think of a commercial gym with everyone just going around and doing what they want. Um, but in a, in a gym that's managed like CrossFit gym is, everything's sectioned off. Everyone's like, so since we reopened, even from the day we reopened, I think it was the 25th of July, right through till last week, everyone works out in a little area. They've got their own little area, their own platforms. Um, everything's wiped down and all these things. So we're just trying the hardest for everyone to still um, socially distance, yet still do all the work, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So we're, we're sticking to the guidelines. And we, yeah, we, I believe that it is, is quite, it is an essential thing, having I mean, a gym, especially a CrossFit gym. I'm biased, but. <laughs> no, I, th- I think, I mean, I think probably because I remember back to when you kind of put the message out to everybody and the idea, I, I, look, I can't imagine, and I, I won't name any commercial gyms, but I can't imagine, you, you know, the majority of commercial gyms saying to their members, do you know what, come down, uh, we'll give you all, because you did this, you, you, we'll give you all a 15 minute slot where you can come down and, you, you know, we'll make it safe, we'll do the distancing and such, you know, there's, there's wipes and spray and sanitizer and all this kind of stuff. And you can literally come down and you can take the equipment home and you can use it through lockdown. And then when we reopen, just bring it back and just look after it. Like, I, I genuinely can't think of any other place that would do that. And for me, those kinds of things just show that it's fully about, as you say, like the, the, the members, it's about ensuring that what you're thinking about them first. And again, I, I love that that transitions perfectly for anybody listening with business when these type of things hit, how am I focusing on my, my members or my clients, my customers, the people that are in my community, the people that I serve, how am I focusing on them first? Um, and, and I think that's, what's really, really exciting. What has, I'm probably leading in, a, a, this is a bit of a leading question, maybe um, yeah. Darren for you, but what has the, cause obviously we're here, we're going to have a chat about social media in just a minute, but what has, what has the lockdown taught you? Do you feel, about future-proofing your business and the best way to do that going forward? So that, that's a really good question because when you, the first thing that happens when your business shuts is that, okay, so there's, there's a thing called MSI, which is a, a multi, multiple sources of income. Yep. 
Um, so as you own a gym, you have like, okay, so you, you have a gym and you have retail. So you, you have retail being uh, drinks, like protein bars, uh, merchandise, T-shirts, things like that. So they're almost plus source of income within a business that's open. So soon as soon as your business closes, um, soon as your business closes, the, 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 um, we were in such a fortunate position that the members carried on paying. Yeah. This, is, this is your your dog in the background, Darren. Right? Just Bobby, so this is um, this yeah. is a, this is sixth of November, and fireworks are going to go off soon. So, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, just it's 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 not me or Darren that's that's uh, that's worried about the fireworks. Darren's got his, his dog at home as well. Not my belly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So so you it makes you it makes you question um, multiple sources of income. So it's like okay, well well I. I I, as a gym, and I've seen a lot of gyms suffer through this, and I've also seen that when they reopened, everything's unky-dory, it's back to normal, and then they're all they're all going mad again, if you like, because the gym's shut again and they can't cope and they can't. And for some businesses, I think that's just the nature of the business. So for me personally, so from a gym, I'll, I'll, I'll just, for me personally, I, do, I, I, do, I have clients that I PT and things like that, uh, within the gym and yeah. then I so when this happened I thought okay well, what I'll do is I'll move on to online programming so I, I as soon as I said it I picked up like three or four clients within the week yeah and um, just 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 putting it out there that, I, that that's what I was going to do two weeks after doing it I thought I actually don't want to do it the reason being is pretty much going back to what we were saying before about having to learn something from scratch it's not that I'm learning from scratch, but the time, the time you have to, the time you have to put in to do it, um, was was, it, it outweighed the pros and cons. It outweighed it, so I thought, okay, I don't want to do this. And um, so that so for some people, yeah, that's perfect if they can if they can. Basically, put I won't spread it all out. If that makes sense, I was like, so. Boy, yeah. So relying on one one source of income ultimately, as opposed to from 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 a personal point of view, I thought, okay, well, if I start online programming, it doesn't matter if the gym's open or closed. Yeah. But then I realised that I wasn't giving as much attention to other things that I wanted to. So I had my I had my values and 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 my priorities and things like that. And I would say that the the online programming side of thing wasn't one of them. Right. So, so rather than carry it on sort of like half-assed, I was like, okay, well then this is not the right time. I'm not saying it won't be the right time in the future, but it's not the right time now, especially when in, in as the gym's locked down, I've really got to focus on the gym and the members. And from a gym point of view, I do I do think that um, it, is, it is a tough shout. Um, like I, I said before, when when the gym locked down and then they reopened and all the CrossFit gyms or other gyms were 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 happy again, they didn't change anything. So when it's closed down this last last week, everybody's sort of like, oh my god, my business is gonna gonna end. And it has done. To be fair, there are gyms that have folded in, uh, of just they've thrown the towel in, if you like. Um, and I think that it's hard for a gym to 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 come up with multiple sources of income outside of running the gym other than the merchandise and things like that. Again, Train's quite lucky because it runs events. Yeah. So Train runs six events a year. And, and these events now have been going on for, I'm going to say six or seven years. So they've built up the massive now. Um, and that brings in revenue that then basically supports something like this. Which a lot of, you know, like with, with, with a lot of CrossFit gym owners are very passionate about what they do and about members. From a business point of view, they've not got the best business model because they love what they do. And when they come out with sayings like, I don't, I don't do it for the money, I do it because I'm so passionate about it and I love it, that's really nice. However, when this happens, they've got no money. Yeah. They don't have that passion anymore. It's actually, they've not got anything. 
and it's hard because that like I know I'm sort of going going up off on a tangent, but it's very difficult for some gym owners to get multiple sources of income. And Train have been lucky with the events. Yeah. That have filled that have filled the pot up. And then when this has happened, they've got that support. It's there. Yeah. 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 For you personally, what do you obviously you um leading the, the train gyms? Um but for you for you personally, what do you feel is, is kind of a, a best but just 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 you know being aware of like the, the the new world as we are at the moment and and needing to perhaps maybe more people moving online and such what are some of the things that you might be doing personally as well just to secure um your i guess future proofing yourself as well like i think um just doing your job really well in the first place so for example let again using that one i don't want to say like build build a pot of money up but if you really, really do your job well, you're gonna, you, your business is gonna be, um, like absolutely booming, right? So, for example, if you really care about people, and and I'm I'm fortunate that, um, I have an amazing coaching team, who actually like some, because I have quite a lot of coaches. I think there's maybe eight coaches, and there might be. Four of them are full time with other jobs. Yeah. Um. Then just how passionate they are about it, and then that really transfers over to the members. Again, we had we had a thing where, um, when we closed, we had members who were still working, right? So they're still getting the salary every month, and when we closed, they just carried on paying the membership. So that, and again, that's like. We've not done that. We're not nice to people on purpose, but they 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 basically want, and, and this has happened a lot. They wanted they wanted that gym to still be there when they came back. Yeah. Now that's not, that's not a business model, by the way. Just being nice to people so they carry on paying when you're not providing a service. Um. But they it, it's that it means that much to them. So this 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 trained Manchester means that much to them that they still want it to be there when they when they come out of this yeah 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 and 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 by the way we offered we not we we allowed them to go on a half price membership we allowed them to freeze the membership we also when we lent all the kit out and people had to freeze the memberships for whatever reason whether they were like uh, lost a job or whatever we didn't take the kit back off them so we didn't say, right, you're not paying membership anymore, so I want my kit back. Mm. Because there's a bigger picture than that, and that's their mental health, their well-being. Yeah. And, I'm not, and honestly, I'm not asked about a bit of kit. I'm going to get it back anyway when it's all, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I know, I've, I know I've digressed a little bit, so apologies for that. Oh, I, no, I, if, any, if anything, I think that, that re-emphasises you know your values as a company and everything literally everything that we've been chatting about you know this evening darren for me it translates perfectly into into business and yeah. talking about you know there's there's um another episode coming out around this time uh, where i'm talking about um, company values and and setting your core values and such and ultimately what you've just described considering the the, the members mental health phys- obviously physical health as well the environment that they're in the, um you know the, the community that you're building the fact that they feel part of a, a that they feel safe secure that they feel that, uh, that they're continuing to pay even through the lockdown so that they know there's going to be a gym there in the future i think is is, is quite remarkable so i i, I guess I, I mean i i absolutely love that i'm conscious of, of time i'm conscious of your time as well so what i'd love to do if i may is is move into what i would class as being sort of the the um quick fire round it might be quick fire questions it doesn't have to be quick fire answers um yeah. But just just a couple of things. Um, who, for you, close or distant? It could be somebody that you know. It could be somebody you know really well. It might be somebody that you never met, but um, you've, you've you've been connected with in some way. But who has been the biggest impact or the biggest influence on you? Do you feel and and where you are today? Okay, so um, I I have a few, but the the main one is um, uh, actually one of my PT clients. She's called Mandy Evel. Um, she was um, she was my PT client back in 2010, 
at Total Fitness. And, the, and, and, and for that reason is when I, when I was at Total Fitness and I was struggling, I, I once got told um, I didn't pay my rent for the month. You had to pay your rent every month. And I didn't pay my rent because I didn't have the clients. And she paid my rent for me, well, for that, so I could stay. Because I couldn't PT if I couldn't, I couldn't earn any money PT and if I couldn't, you know, that sort of thing. So she paid for me to carry on working there for a month. And obviously that that got me up in my game. And uh, yeah, so she's doing my PT now. And actually I'm, I'm she actually has a, she's a Bob Proctor um, thing I spoke to you about previously. So she's a consultant for Bob Proctor. Yeah. She's always like, even now, well, even while I'm even while I'm coaching, her, she's still always guiding me on my path, if you like. Even even though I word certain things, I'm not allowed to say it, it's dead annoying sometimes. <laughs> I say, I'll say, oh, okay, I'm just chasing somebody, and she'll say, you're not you're not meant to say chasing somebody because if you're chasing somebody, that means they're running away from you. And I'm like, oh God, give it a rest. But always she's constantly on it, and it's brilliant. Yeah. So she, so she's been like there all the time. It's been, yeah. So she definitely, yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, and what a, yeah, what, what, what a thing as well to, as you say, actually pay your rent whilst you're, you're PT and her. And the fact that she's been with you 10 years now, it just says that's, that is quite remarkable. It really is. Um, for you, what's the, this, is there a particular um, book that you have we haven't really talked about books in any in any way but it could be book could be education it could be something you read but is there a particular book uh, that you recommend to people or something that you have learned or that you pass on to people uh, as kind of advice or guidance it could even actually be because we talked about netflix and such maybe like a film that you recommend but something like that that you pass on to people as being something that's just been really inspirational for you or it's added a lot of value for you oh, okay um so Book-wise, I would say Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. If you've ever, have you read of that? If you haven't, I, I have. That. Yeah. Yeah, so I've actually just, so I've, I've read it, I've listened to it, I am actually was walking my dog this morning and I thought, go on, I'll go with it, I'll, I'll give it another go and I'll put it on again this morning. Um, yeah, it's such a good book. It cha- changing your paradigms, changing your beliefs, th- the way you think about things. Your, your 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 attitude. Um, I'm quite a big I'm quite a big believer on like a, a mastermind. So, for example, when I have a coaches meeting with these eight other coaches, I don't. Even though I'm like the head coach, I don't go in there going this. We're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. I I go in there with um, a situation at the gym that I want a better outcome, and between the lot of the, the between the group, we brainstorm and we come out with all these answers. So, so we never really have problems that we just, what well, we do, but we, we have, we come up with the solutions. Yeah. And it's the whole concept of like think and grow rich, these mastermind groups and um, just love, just love stuff like that. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I love that. And again, I've highly recommended read. If anybody hasn't is listening to this and hasn't read it, I think it's over a hundred years old now that book, but um, yeah. it's, it's regarded probably as one of the kind of the, the, the first go-to books um, yeah. for people to, to read. Um, so yeah, 100% recommended. Um, two more. Uh, if you could get one message, one quote, one saying, one phrase out to the world, Darren, what would it be? Oh, it, well, definitely in relation to this, it would be uh, work on your bit, especially at the time of now with COVID. It would be work on your business, not in it. I love it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree fully. Um, and the final question, because I ask everybody this, Darren, and I'd love to ask you as well. Um, the title of the podcast is Influence. What does the word influence mean to you? Um, sorry. Um, I'm gonna, this is going to be the cheesiest thing I've, I've ever said. <laughs> but influence is about changing somebody's world, right? So for me, as a, for me as an individual, I can't change the whole world, but I can change somebody's whole world. That's influence right there. God, that was so cheesy. I'm, I apologise for that. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, but it is true. You like I can. So, for example, I, I'm I'm a massive believer in like the that the ripple effect. Yeah. So if you if I come in and I and I change your relationship with with your sleep, your food, your training, everything, that's going to change your relationship with you, with your work colleagues, with your partner, with everything, and then that's going to and then that's that ripple effect. And that that I I, I really believe that, and that's why I do what I do. I that's, in, that's influence. That is that is influence, and I genuinely can't think of a better place to leave it. So, okay. Aaron, thank you so much for that. I do greatly appreciate you taking the time to come on. Um, if people want to find you online, and this is this is certainly one of the targets that we're going to set, I guess, between the two of us, because it's not something that you've done actively before, but obviously now with the the, the whole the the change in um, lifestyle that we all have now and change business and such. I think we're going to we're going to put a bit of influence on a, a bit of impact and focus on your your social media. Where where would people be able to find more if they just want to learn a bit more about you, what you're doing, what you, you know, all these types of things? Where would be the best? Yeah, so, so if you went on to um, a, a Darren Free Darren PT eighty eight on Instagram. However, that's just me training and my dog, I'm, and pictures of my dog. Um, that's something I'm definitely going to work to work on, um, and then Train Manchester. So www.trainmanchester.co.uk. Perfect, perfect. I will put links in the show notes to both of those, um, and I, I will be watching with a keen eye. And I think we'll have another conversation in the near future about Instagram and your social media as well, um, and how we're using that to build your brand. So, Darren, yeah. thank you. Genuinely, thank you so much for, for being with us. I appreciate it. Um, appreciate you taking the time on uh, late into Friday evening, especially as you've been managing the whole gym, uh, moving back into a lockdown just in the last three or four days. Hi, friends. Jake here again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find links to anything that we've discussed, books, trainings, other podcasts, uh, anything currently that we're enjoying, you will find those in the show notes or you'll find it somewhere in and around all the information that you usually find in a podcast. And a reminder that if you'd like to know more about what I do, if you want more of tools, resources, any recommendations, readings, uh, free training, products and such, then you can find all of that on the website jakeadamdavy.com. Equally, if you want to come over and say hello, Instagram is always the best place and the account is at jakeadamdavy. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave us a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something or listened to something that you've enjoyed yourself and you think will be beneficial or useful to other people, please do pass that on. It will be very much appreciated. And as you know, when you get a recommendation from somebody that you trust, there really is nothing better. Thank you so much. And until next time, stay on mission, do something extraordinary for others, keep inspiring and keep growing your circle of influence. Goodbye.